0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Colour Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Colour Sisterhood team, and some of our beloved friends find out more and stay up to date please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on instagram facebook and twitter okay good morning five o'clock on the dot 10 a.m on the dot where you are so fantastic to see you again this morning girls are you well hallelujah beautiful here they come darwin Taloo is there. She's already sent her request. Well done, Taloo. Hannah Hobbs, Kimberly, beautiful. Amen. So nice to see you. Fantastic. You're coming in hard and fast and strong, and I love that. So I hope that you're well in Jesus' name. <laughs> We're like one second in, and I've already said Jesus' name. You've got to love me for that. But um, again, are you ready? If you've got kids, I hope you've gotten them off to school, or if you're like homeschooling, that you've got them sorted for the morning, I pray that you are ready to roll in jesus name and uh, you clean your teeth hallelujah amen i've been sitting here like i do every thursday (laughs) It's like waiting to give birth in all seriousness. But actually, girls, if you're not well this morning, what we would always do in a church service um, when we gather, sisterhood on a Thursday morning, we would always pray for you. So you know what? If you're not well right now, we're going to pray in a moment that you're going to be well in Jesus' name. And you know what? We can't literally lay hands on you, but we kind of will in the Spirit. Amen. So all my campus pastors, all my good girls out there, I know you're all coming on. There's so many of you around the... Uh, nation and around the world. Jess Hastings, lovely to see you, darling girl. Beautiful Sarah in Melbourne. How are you doing, Sarah? You still having family nights? You're doing virtual family nights. Amen. So um, Joyce Dixon, so in a moment we're going to pray. And again, if you're not well, if you're not feeling good, all right, we're going to pray that you'll be well in Jesus' name. And uh, we're going to speak grace, grace. So Father, your mercies are new every morning. Father, that never grows old. And Lord, if someone right now is not well, whatever it might be, whatever the diagnosis might be, or whether it's just a niggly pain, winter blues, whatever. I pray, Father God, that you will bless them and you will draw near to them in Jesus' name, amen. Holy Spirit, we commit this day to you. I commit this sisterhood to you. And I thank you for every girl that is gathering in. that you'll bless them in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, draw near. Please draw near, Holy Spirit, come near. And uh, bless our time together, bless our time around the Word, bless our conversation. Bless the fruit of our lips in Jesus' name. And everyone said, hallelujah. Beautiful. Nice to see you. Donna Crouch, Sherry Burns, Rose Medwin down in um, Tassie. Exciting. You started, started to do some work on that theater. Anyway, I can't rave on for too long because I want to get into it this morning and not waste time. And there's a good like heading towards, well, there's 659 of you so far. So that's actually lovely. Amen. All right. Have you had a good week? Have you had a strong week? I hope, girls, that um, by the grace of God, you are listening to the right speak, because if you recall last week, and thank you again for the beautiful encouragement, you know, sometimes you just sit here talking to yourself in the lounge room, and you're like, oh, is this making sense, Father? But you were so beautiful afterwards, and um, if you recall, I spoke from Ephesians chapter 6, and I exhorted you from Psalm 2, where it um, exhorts us and kind of um, helps us to understand that our lives are influenced by speak by language, by influence, from three realms. Do you remember that? Of course, obvious. That which is above, that which is of the earth realm, and that which is below. And so I really do pray that um, you are, you know, listening to the right speak in your life this week. And I kind of love that at the very same time, Brian was down, um, you know, um, capturing Sunday messages and our our Sunday services as he is right now, and that he actually ended on Sunday... Ended up on Sunday morning talking about many of the same things about living from our spirit realm. Okay, and how many times have I said that to us girls over the years? That you know what? There is a soul realm and there is a spirit man, a spirit realm, and sometimes our spirit man, our spirit woman, or just our spirit needs to rise up and talk to our soul realm and take control of that. So, so that's good. Anyway, I'm super excited. Everyone say, super excited. I am very, very excited today to um, hook in with a very dear friend by the name of Tulu Batters. And Tulu is actually someone that I wanted to actually chat with for a number of weeks. It just hasn't happened. So today is the day and I'm actually very excited about that. But you know what, before I do, it wouldn't be sisterhood if I didn't exhort you and encourage you in some way and bring the word of God. And so this week, girls, if I may, this week, my highlight actually, yeah, my highlight has, um, has actually been the book of Hebrews. Does that sound super spiritual? Sorry. But I have been loving the book of Hebrews. And it is a book that takes us from um, shadows to substance. It is a book within the Bible that takes us from doubt to um, faith. Hallelujah. And it is a book that I believe beautifully, it really beautifully explains um, this amazing king priest that we have. And so, you know, other tra- translations, you know, I'm in the passion at the moment. Um, it references this high priest our uh, Jesus who became this high priest, replaced the high priest of the law an older covenant but actually he it describes him as our king priest and he is the one who takes us by the hand and leads us into literally the presence of God. He takes us beyond that veil and into the presence of God and um, into his goodness and his grace and you know what if you um, are unfamiliar with some of that revelation I want to encourage you have a look at at, um, Hebrews it's amazing and so I just want to read a verse if I may before we get to Tulu. But in Hebrews 1, are you with me? Yes, you are. I can see you. I can see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 um, <clears throat> verse 3 says, The sun, everyone say the sun. The sun is the dazzling radiance. Isn't that lovely? The dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature. And I love that. I love talking these days, for me personally, talking about the irresistible irresistible nature of God. So the sun is the dazzling radiance. Praise the Lord. Everyone, clap your hands and go again. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. Listen, he holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He holds the universe together and he expands it by the mighty power of his spoken or rhema, the rhema, the spirit alive, the spirit breath word. Now, you know what? If God can hold and expand the universe, he can hold and expand your life and my life. Amen. And it's inherent on us actually getting, here it comes, this beautiful word of God into our spirit. Not just the written word, ink on paper, but actually the rhema spirit breath of God. Beautiful. It goes on, it says, He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins and took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. And then chapter 10, okay, Someone's saying there, oh, Nat Pingle, your teeth are clean. Excellent work. Hallelujah. So then chapter 10, it's not a, it's not a long book. You can do it. Um, it actually defines this beautiful confidence that we have in Christ. In verse 23, it says, So now wrap your heart, wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Verse 24. Listen up, girls. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of kindness or acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as an expression of love. Then verse 25 says, this is not, okay, this is a powerful verse, and one that you hear often from us because we value the power of church, the body of Christ, gathering together. And I know that's not possible, but we continue to gather together. Amen. All right. Lucille is on, and she's saying, you look beautiful, Bob. Thank you, sweet daughter-in-law and um. Carolee Fielding is down there, I know you had a connect group last night, um, your little GNT night, <laughs> praise the Lord. I went out last night, and I went to Karen Kiddo. so Darren and Karen Kiddo, she invited me over, um, a couple of girls and we watched a movie, and to be honest, I actually haven't been out with the girls, I haven't actually been out with the girls, so it was so nice, the movie was like pretty okay, but anyway, didn't matter. We all sat there watched it laughed and then at the end went that was the like dumbest movie ever anyway verse 25 <laughs> praise the Lord. this is not the time to pull away nah or neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing in fact listen we should come together even more frequently oh my gosh eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day approaching you know, or that day dawning. And I woke up Monday morning and I felt the Holy Spirit just say in simplicity, it's not going to get old. Continue to pray, continue to encourage one another, continue to be the change. And that's who we are girls. We are under a mandate, a director from heaven actually, as a sisterhood, as the beautiful daughters of the living God, to be the change and to exact a change in people's lives. And so we do that locally and we do that globally and our mission and mandate hasn't changed on that right say amen to me and so you know i just want to encourage us you know to to not be afraid to devise generous plans in fact when i woke up on monday that verse from isaiah 32 was in my spirit a generous man what is it but a generous man devises generous plans and by his generosity he shall stand and you know what i actually think girls that there's a powerful truth in that That you know, our ability to remain generous, open handed, open hearted, generous in word and action and speech and everything is actually going to be a key to standing strong because scripture says, in his generosity, he stands. And so I just want to encourage you take the near and the far. Remember, sisterhood, those who are near and those who are far. A sisterhood who is near and far. And so, you know, think how can I devise a generous plan towards those who are near? And you know, you need to figure that. But, uh, you know, it might it might look like, you know, a friendly neighbourhood um, drop-in or note under the door that just says, you know what? Hey, guys, we're in the second half of the year. How are you? How are you doing? And I know that as a church, I have to hurry. As a church, we did that at the front end of COVID. We kind of had a campaign and we, we gave you like a little thing where you could with all the right due diligence so that you can put it under a neighbour and say, you know, can I help you with some shopping or is there something I can pray about? But you know what? You can just do that. Let's, let's just check in on each other and check in on our neighbours. And I, I personally think to even ask, is there anything we can pray for you about? Because it's a hard heart that actually says, no, I don't want you to pray. You know? And most people are like, yeah, actually, I'd really love you to pray about this. You know? Even if they don't have faith, they're happy for someone else to have faith for them. Um, it could look like... Um, you know, devising a generous plan for for that which is afar off. It could be as simple as signing the end COVID campaign that we um, are aligning with. And so Donna will be saying amen right now, but we've just blogged on that. We've just put it out there. It's on all our social media. As a church, we're aligning with Micah Challenge. Um, and we are, are wanting to actually... Um, collaborate strength and just let um, those in governance and government MPs know that um, you know what we want to see COVID ended and not just in our own backyards it's a I think it's a I hope I've got it right it's pretty much inspiring government to not just think about their own backyard but to think about other nations neighboring nations um, you know who don't have the means to actually end this and it's like COVID ain't going to end until it ends for all of us. So so that's that. It could be that. It could be maybe taking another compassion child. We missed out being at Hillsong Conference together, and I know a lot of you, you're so generous, actually. Um, you know, at conference, you always, like, receive another child into your family. Maybe it could be that. I'm talking about generous plans, or honestly, it could be just making sure that, you know, um, by the grace of God, we've all contributed somewhere even to the Beirut appeal and encouraging those in your sphere of influence and there's so many need so much need around the world but you know that was a terrible terrible tragedy last week and um you know I think honestly that part of the world they need to see a demonstration of love no strings attached coming to them in this season amen amen hallelujah all right, little pastoral love there. Okay, our church is full of amazing, stunning people. So I am going to dial up the amazing Tulu batters. And it's going to be so simple this week. Amen. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is the part you all love, isn't it, girls? You're like, you just wait for this part where I have to, like, praise the Lord. There she is. Beautiful. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, we
1: did it. I want to dance with you. Look
0: how good you look.
1: I put on some red for, you know, everybody. I was I was going to do my classic black, but then I said, you know, let's let's red it up. Let's red it up.
0: You look amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Hello, I should go and get my little red cap. Thank you for being part of this today, my darling girl. I'm so glad
1: to be here. So glad to be here. What time is it in New York? It is 8.14. Yeah? Have you had dinner? To- well, I like, I made it, you know, because I thought, okay, I'll eat before, but then I just kind of got, you know, like I was trying to test the send the request button. Like I was like, I need to make sure all of that is, and then I, I didn't eat, so I'll, I'll eat after this, but it's. It's ready, brown rice, chicken, you know, with honey honey glaze on it. It's ready to go.
0: I'm coming to your house. I'll be there in like five hours. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll I'll save your plate. I'll save your plate.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know what time we'll eat tonight. Brian will come in. He's got got, his recording, and then he's got a few Zoom meetings, and he's doing something for John Cameron in New Zealand, and Mm. then he's coming starving because he's on the health wagon. Girls, ladies, your pasta. Your senior pastor is back on the health wagon. He fell off it for two months, but he's yes. back. And typically, Tulu, he goes on a health wagon for one minute and loses nine pound. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that not fair?
1: I uh, yeah, I know. That's that's the way. That's the way Brett is. He's trying to keep his weight up. I'm trying to get mine, you know, down. It's very. It's, yeah, it's the the burden that he he carries. But I felt like the first part of the quarantine, we kind of were just, you know, eating whatever because it kind of seemed like, oh, okay, quarantine. But then you're like, oh no, I can't make this my lifestyle. So I've got to, you know, I've got to shape up what I'm eating, you know?
0: I think we've all done that wave. Yeah, (laughs) praise the Lord. Okay, I'm gonna just like give the girls a bit of a rundown on you. I'm sure that you know. I say this to everyone, and it's true. Everyone who does know you loves you absolutely. But um, there are people who won't. Although yesterday Brian um, posted about okay. kind of and and. I'm there's so many beautiful comments and so look at you you are dearly loved and amazing all right let me just introduce you properly for everyone who doesn't know so this a beautiful amazing woman Chalu, is part of our obviously part of our Hillsong New York um, family and has been for like 10 years so you were right back in the beginning right
1: yes when we were meeting in an apartment in Tribeca was right there we're packed in this apartment in Tribeca
0: I've been uh, there since then. So I saw on you know Brian's Instagram, I saw um, Jess Bogart comment that she still remembers you walking into that Connect group. And so yes. amazing. So yeah, listen, New York, is it this year? We're ten. Is it this year officially 10 years? We're going to have a big celebration, but I, I don't know what happened to it.
1: Well, so we, because there, there was the day that con, the Connect group started, which yep. was um, April of 2010. But when we started services, which is when we've been celebrating our anniversary, is February of two thousand and eleven. So we're okay. going to celebrate the tenth um, anniversary on in February. Is our plan? Fantastic. God willing, yeah.
0: And did you say February?
1: Yeah, February. It's
0: okay, right. It's normally around um, Vision Sunday. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Someone in my world needs to note that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll send you
0: for now. It's 14 years, so it, it, I don't know. Brian and I started in, we started pioneering uh, our church and on the 14th of August, I think, 1983, so I can't do the math on that, but it doesn't matter. All right, big picture. You um, you help and you serve alongside our beautiful lead pastors there in New York, Pastor Carl and Laura Lentz and you oversee the staff and the operations and what have you, um, you're pretty amazing. You're, you are the all-time girl, girl boss, actually. And Laura paid you a compliment last night because I was just chatting with her. She actually said something to the effect that um, you work with a lot of people, men, women, <laughs> staff, team, and everybody loves you. And she has never, ever heard anyone complain. So you're uh-huh the girl boss you are hashtag the girl boss oh uh, thanks laura you told me this you told me you are 100 percent nigerian
1: that's right 100 percent nigerian
0: although like i count myself as african-american
1: because i i am my you know parents are african but i was born in new york yeah. so you know new york state so you know nigerian and african-american as well I, yeah i count
0: myself stunning and we've got like like lots of beautiful Nigerians in our church and I know in around the world but actually in um in Sydney so they'll be like if they're watching they'll be like this um again you've lived you told me you've lived in you did live a little tiny bit in Nigeria so when when was that and what age were you
1: so i so i was born in uh, Ithaca New York upstate New York and then um because my dad was doing grad school at the time and then we went back to Nigeria when i was a baby and lived there till i was 8 and my all my siblings were born in Nigeria and then we came back to the States, um, and then I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, which is in the Midwest. And then for grad school ended back up, uh, Brett and I, we ended up back up in, in Ithaca, which is funny. And then that's kind of how we made our way to New York City.
0: Wow. Do you have vivid memories? I mean, you would have been eight when you left, do you have vivid of that part of the world, Africa? Yeah, there, there's
1: just weird things, you know, like you'll remember, like there's a, there's this street meet called Suya. Um, it's like street food, and I I remember my parents, you know, getting that on the street. So there's just random things you'll remember, and then a lot of it probably I you know I've forgotten. Um, and then I remember when my parents went, they went on a trip to the United States and left us for an extended amount of time. I remember that. Um, okay. I remember that. I wasn't scarred by it. I just remember, I, you know I remembered it. But um, yeah, just there's things you remember when you know through it.
0: I've never, I've been to a number of places in Africa, the continent of Africa, but I don't think I've been to Nigeria. I might have been to the airport. <laughs> that counts. I think. That counts. Yeah. Like, isn't that terrible? I'm like, that, usually you're in a state of coma when you've been flying for 48 hours. I mean, you just stop for an hour somewhere else before you go on to like Uganda or Rw- Rwanda or wherever we went. Okay. I'm married to Brett for. Yeah. Half-
1: so it's 16 years. Uh, July 31st was our anniversary. I didn't post anything about it. I, I, I was like, honey, I'm still going to post. He's like, it's too late. But I do want to post about it because we hit 16 years. But we've been we started dating when I was 20. So this is 20 years together. So I've been with him half my life, which is you know, insane to me.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you a question about him a little bit later. You're actually a very, very, very smart girl. And um, like you just said, you turned 40 this year. So 40 is the new 20. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll hold on to that. Sixty is the new forty and I keep telling my body, like, forty, you are forty, you can do it. But I'm like, nah, can't help it. And here, here's the exciting thing about that we're just so excited about this. And you know, Brian's already talked about it, or he's he announced it to our staff and he and he talked about it uh, yesterday on on Instagram. But you have just been invited into an appointed into what is our global board and I just want to read I, I hope it's okay I, he sent me this email he included me so I just want to read what um Brian and George formatted when they um presented you um, to uh, the rest of the the board I keep for because you know, governance is a tricky thing but this is literally what it's written it's beautiful he said Toulouse serves as the executive pastor and chief operating officer at Hillsong East Coast She is a long-standing senior member of our New York team. She has a background in development economics, behavioural economics, computer science. She holds a master's in economics, (laughs) one in regional science, and is finishing a PhD in regional economics at Cornell University. You know, I can barely say this. Um, She, (laughs) I love it, she brings extensive experience and knowledge in the areas of leadership, management strategy and operations she's passionate about building the church and championing people she and her husband 15 years brett live in new york city and then i love this tolu will be a great addition to our board oh you know that's wonderful you know the governance if you're listening and the governance of our church is as many layered um i am you tell her you probably know this, but um, or you would know this. But for others, you know, we have churches, um, hills, and churches all around the world. There is governance on the ground for all of them. The global board that um, all those other places are um, accountable to in the best possible way. So, you know, I love you, and I'm not saying this lightly. Um, you are altogether lovely. You're delightful. You're always present. You're always willing you're fun, you're fun, you're up for a laugh, always up for True. a laugh. I love that you call me birdie. Why do you call me birdie?
1: Uh, a few reasons. <laughs> um, no, I think you're very unique, like a bird, you know, <laughs> and and I think, I think you soar. Anytime I watch it, you soar, and I think there's just a strength and a grace to you. So all those things, you know, and also your voice is very, you know, it's very light and just, you know, like, you know, beautiful bird singing. So oh. for all those reasons, I call you Birdie.
0: Okay. I love nicknames. Well, I do have an infatuation with ducks and landing my ducks. Hallelujah. Yes, you
1: do. Yes, you do.
0: All right. And here's the deal. You love God. And I think, you, I was thinking about this when I was preparing this. Your faithfulness, Lou um, is felt. It is absolutely felt. And... Um, and what I know of you, sweetheart, is that you always, I'm not saying this lightly, you always bring um, a calmness and an ease into the room. So you are really one of my all-time favorites, absolutely. Wow. Ah, there you go. Thanks, Bernie. We're all getting over, over to Lou, right? <laughs> and I see some of my girls down here. I can't pay attention when I'm talking because I get distracted. Um, all right, just a couple of questions. We're just going to like kind of go in maybe three directions today. Okay. But, so first of all, New York in summer is very, very hot. Is it hot over there at the moment? And le- just tell the girls, have you, have you, or tell me, have you managed to get away and have some vacation time in the middle of all this madness? Because it is summer vacation for you guys. Yes. Very, very
1: great questions. Um, has it been <laughs> hot? It's been, I have found it, I don't know what the girls on here from New York, I have found it a little bit moody. Um, so there'll be some days it's really, really hot. And then some days you know it's we you know we had a tropical storm you know last week, I think it rained yesterday, so it's just, it was cooler the, you know the other day. so it's just been been um up and down, um but we did get away to vacation, and i didn't post about it because I thought I'd catch like a lot of flack but we we went to Miami um <laughs> for a week, I know just before they shut it down and and my dad was so frustrated with me he goes, i don't understand why you would go to an epicenter um, of of the virus right now. And I was like, well, I've been living in the epicenter, you know, so I, you know, so he, he didn't talk to me while I was down there, uh, but we're good now. But we went down, I just wanted to see the beach. So we went down for a few days, snuck down there, came back. And uh, it was, it was delightful. Cause we've been, you know, in our house since March, really. So it's yep. good to get away.
0: I know. And Manhattan apartments are not, not large, are they?
1: No, they're, no, they're not. And we have, you know, Brett and I, we have an open, it's like a loft, so there's no like, you know, separate rooms. So we've both been working remotely, you know, so we have both our headphones on during the day. You know, it's, it's very communal in right. this, uh, this New York apartment.
0: Did you say already that you were going to go somewhere for your birthday, your 40th, but you've had to postpone it somewhere in Europe? Yes,
1: yes, 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 Rudy, that's right. I was going to go, so we were planning, cause Paris is my favorite, favorite place in the world. So we planned this trip to Paris. My birthday was March 17th for my 40th. Um, and we've been planning for probably over a year. And my family was coming. Close friends were coming. You know, we had all the meals. And, you know, and I had envisioned my 40s. Because I was like, what do I want to do when I, you know, wake up 40? So I'm not, like, you know, totally depressed. And I'm, you know, feeling ready to take it on. And I was like, I want to be in Paris. I want to go to a cafe and have a croissant. You know, like, walk to the, my favorite cafe. You know, like, I had envisioned the whole day. So we, we planned for all of that. And then, you know, of course, you know, the, the pandemic hit. And, I mean, honestly, I was still holding on to it. As I mean, until because you know, the our president said, okay, we're closing you know, travel, but you can go. But if you come back, you know, you'll have to self quarantine. Um, and then and I was like, oh, we can still, there's still a chance, let's go, let's you know, it's okay. And then they shut down the restaurants, and I said, okay, that's it, no more, no more Paris. So I kind of had to, had to mourn you know, that that dream, but maybe next year, maybe next year,
0: there's a lot gonna happen next year. Yeah. Yeah, well, one day. One day. Hey, um, just just you, you told a little bit, but just tell us a little bit about Brett. Kind of like um, what he does, and like how you guys met, and what drew you to him initially.
1: Yes, um, so <laughs> Brett, the love of my life. Um, so we met um in Cleveland, Ohio, because that's where um, my family ended up, and we we actually met at the church because a friend of his. Um, his girlfriend, actually at the time, his high school girlfriend was trying to get him saved, so she was bringing him to youth group um, and it, you know she was like, "Ah, oh, hey, this is Brett um, and I think he, he came a little bit occasionally to church and then eventually years later he became he became saved um, and we just started you know many years later started talking, struck up a friendship um, and we courted because back then everybody was reading "I kissed dating goodbye, so we weren 't dating we were you know <laughs> We were, you know, dating with the intention of marriage. So we, so we dated for uh, four years, got married. Um, we went to grad school in Ithaca, and he he studied um, human resources. So he, um, so that's the field that he's in, and he's recently gotten into uh, coaching, career coaching within his company, which is really cool. But he's like the best free advice for what I do. Like he's like my free consultant. So I'm always going, how would you, you know, how would you approach this? You know, it he, you know. He'll, he'll give me the words.
0: I love that. One of my fondest memories of um, Brett um, is, and I've told you this before, would have to be, have been on, like we're just getting to know here, everyone, by the way. Um, I've got some heavy questions coming. But, um, no, my, one of my fondest memories was at John and Katie Tamini's wedding, um, which was a whole nother level experience of gorgeous. And, standing in the evening watching you and Brett on the dance floor. And I am like, what the heck? <laughs> man can dance. He can move. He's got he some room. Move. Yeah. Got- Amen. So watching and Brett, love you. We miss your face.
1: <laughs> He's
0: there. He's listening. She loves you. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so we kind of like, you know, just in context of the the season. Realities that we're living in and pastoring in um, Tulu, obviously, um, our New York East, um, East Coast campuses and what have you. And I think everyone would like get a little bit of insight, but like, obviously, at the front end of COVID, New York was a hot spot. It really was a really big hot spot, like, along with maybe Italy, Northern Italy was in the news. They were both in the news constantly. And so, um, your city is like, it's a unique city, love New York, um, densely populated um there's like thousands of people on the street if I can if I go to New York and then come back to Glenhaven I'm like where are the people there are no people in Australia quite seriously so like what was it like what was it like in that to see that city kind of like turn into what sometimes like an apocalyptic like movie yeah
1: yeah I honestly that's a great word to describe it, it as apocalyptic it just you know the first the first bit you know, I think just everybody was just like, what? You know, what's going on? Everybody was going, let's shore up the toilet paper. You know, like let's let's get yeah. you know tons of food so that we're you know we're ready for whatever is about to hit. So I felt like we kind of, at least I did hold up for a little bit. Um, and then when you started going out, you ju- it just felt it felt like a different New York because this yeah this is the place that I'll walk around at two a.m. in the morning and there's there's people walking around like it's you yeah. know the middle of the day. You know, so we, we live close to Broadway Avenue and you just you just walk down, you know, restaurants are closed, just everything is closed. Um and the only place that felt actually um normal was the park because the parks are still open. So we would go to the park and that's where you would see people, but other than that, you walk down the streets and it just desolate. So it just it felt like um New York, like a movie set. You know, beginning before all the actors, you know, get, came in. Like, it was just a very weird, uh, strange, strange feeling. Very strange feeling. Did
0: you feel vulnerable? Did you feel anxious at all? Like, seeing like the intensity of what was happening? And, like, how did you still, like, in, in the middle of that? I'm sure we've all had a degree of anxiety. We've all felt vulnerable and, pro- and still do because we're not mm-hmm. out of, there's cities and nations around the world who are in the thick of it. But, like, how did you still your heart? And how yeah. did you. Um, I feel like as a leader, how did you stay strong for others?
1: Yeah, you know, I think for me, a a good part of my 30s and this year in particular has just been letting go of the illusion that I'm in control of anything. Like I just more than ever before, like I I just realized God is really in control. Like I used to be afraid of flying. You know, I I talked about that. Laura Laura knows who's out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it just... I'd, you know, I'm be on the plane, I'd be like, I don't know what can happen. You know, I don't know. Somebody else is, 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 you know, steering this thing. I don't know. I, I just feel completely out of control. And I had to kind of die to that to go, you're not, you're actually not in control. It's just the illusion of control. And I think this year has been that, you know, it's been unsettling and unexpected and, you know, all of that. So, so I think very quickly, you kind of had to, you know, we, we got sick, like, so, uh, Both Brett and I got sick. We weren't able to get tested, but we had all the the symptoms of it. So it just kind of happened. I just, you know, we just had to just pray and just give it to God because it's it's out of our control. We don't understand this virus. We don't, you know, don't know why some people are getting, you know, sicker. Some people are getting better. Um, So we just have to trust that, you know, God God's got it. Um, So I I think that kind of like it, it just very quickly like almost like a band aid like control is gone and I just have to rest in something like a higher, a higher power that God has got it.
0: Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of us have been in that place. Hey, yeah. and I can just see some of the comments. Laura just said New York's back to normal sort of <laughs> perhaps, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, just letting go and knowing that um, letting go and yet holding on strong, holding on, yeah. holding on and letting go. It's just this like this, you know, whatever. Is that a conundrum? I don't know if that is or not. But um, I love that. And then, of course, Baby Girl. I mean, obviously, the racial tensions kind of exploded. Um, it was kind of um, possibly a reaction that the, the world wasn't expecting, but I'm really glad that it did, and I think we mm-hmm. all did. Then, you know, the peaceful protests came on that across, you know, cities all across the United States, around the world. And then, you know, um, as we all know... Um, you know, in the in the midst of that, or morphing out of that, or as you know, people sometimes hijack things. It's like anger's flared, anger flared, and I, I mean, I actually understand that there was a lot to be angry about and a lot mm-hmm. to be about. But then, you know, in the middle of that, there were riots. I mean, I just remember watching it across the news, seeing downtown, like streets that I actually recognize in New York mm-hmm. and in other cities around the, this land. Um, And kind of the anarchy, I think everyone would agree that, you know, some of the great message that um, is so needful at this time has been a little bit hijacked by some extremists and are ruining it, but they're not going to ruin it because the devil always hand on that. So, babe, as obviously as a, you know, stunning African-American woman, like how did that affect you? I think I remember FaceTiming you and having a chat to you, but like tell the girls how – you felt in the midst of that. I mean, you're in a marriage as well, you know, normal and you know, like that's, that's not unusual, but nevertheless it was all this stuff happening. Like how did it affect you? And
1: yeah, yeah, it was, you know, may, like I, I would say was it was the absolute range of emotions for me, you know? So, um, when the Ahmad Aubrey the video and everything kinda of became came out there like I you know, I wa I watched the video and I just I felt uh so enraged to hopeless to despair to just just the range of um emotions. Um because I just I didn't understand like I think the, the thing that really kinda of took me aback about it was the day like, it was broad daylight. So it just it just gripped. this happened like not it's not, you know, not at night, and, um, and I kind of felt like I just, I went to emotionally like a really dark place, to be honest, you know, with it and, and trying to you know, process it. And then, you know, on the heels of that, um, the killing of George Floyd happened. Um, and I remember telling you, like, I, I, I did not, like I saw it come up in, you know, my social media, the something, you know, something else had happened. And I didn't know what processing, looking at the video, reading about it, I didn't know where I would go. Because I went to such such a, um, a, ba- a you know a bad place with Ahmad, so I just was like I'm not I'm not watching it I'm you know scrolling past everything I just kind of went um, almost just cold inside to just kind of protect myself to you know go through it and then you know Pastor Carl he did this um, he did that interview with Bishop T D Jakes and. He was reading the names of black women and men that were you know unjustly killed and as he just started reading the names and i and I was watching like an early cut of the the video i just like i just started crying um and feeling it you know and i and then i you know went to go watch the watch the video of george floyd and you know there there's there's just something it just does to you you know you just um you know, there's there's a man standing on you know another man's neck, and you know for eight minutes and 46 seconds, there are people around. It's it's broad daylight again, um, and something you just kind of goes, man. There's something about the way the system is here that he feels like this is okay, you know, um, that he feels like this is okay, and I and I think you just watch that, and something in you just shouts no, like something you just cries out know. Um, and, you know, I went there and, and felt that. Um, and, you know, like, for whatever, for whatever reason, it, it triggers a lot of your experience as a black person in this, in this country. Uh, you know, so my parents, you know, they're in their 60s. They're, they're thinking through just, like, it just triggers, like, it just makes you think through all the systemic things, all the subtle things, all the small things that have happened They've kind of collated into this moment, like this moment being okay for it to happen. Um, And something you just weeps, but also just goes, no, something has to absolutely change. Um, And from that moment for me, it was really defining. Um, Number one, like, because that week I'd gone, gone about feeling cold to protect myself. um, I knew that I have to, there's also a fight here for my heart to keep my heart soft, because once I started to feel things, then I started feeling convicted to act. Then I started feeling like, you know what, like wh- whatever God has placed in my hand, I'm going to use that to help bring about change within my sphere, within whatever I can do to say no and to say, to say let's, let's go to better and let's do forward. But if my heart's not in the right place, I won't be prompted to act, you know? Yeah.
0: And you know, I,
1: I love when I read stories about Jesus in the Bible, um, some of my favorite miracles that he performs, like the ingredient before it is compassion. so he, ha- he saw them and he had compassion on them. So I just, I had to do, you know, I, I'm constantly doing the heart work, you know, to to keep my heart soft, even in the midst of mourning, even in the midst of anger and frustration and outrage and all those things, because I need my heart to do the work that God wants me, the part that I have to play, you know, within this. Um, so I think more than ever before, like definitely felt the pain, you know, and, and I think for a lot of people, it, it um, outworks itself in different ways. You know, my sister, she's... Um, she has her doctorate in psychology, and we, we were just talking because, yeah, some people are angry. Um, but anger usually is a mask for hurt. It's deep, deep hurt and, um, and mourning kind of the things that have happened you know, through, throughout their lives. So, so I think it, it's important for as we engage to understand that that this, it might look like sadness for some people. It might look like you know, outrage and anger and, and shouting for some people. Um, but the crux is this. Like we, just, we have to do better, and we have to move forward. Um, and I, and I, and I pray for my heart to, you know, to keep it there in the right place, um, with it. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell what that's been like for me. I know. Yeah. I know.
0: I, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it here. It, it was an outrage to so many and, you know, an example of that is so outrageous. And I've seen, you know, I've watched different things on television. I've watched different news feeds, you know, for a season there. Lou, you you mentioned um, in that interview that Carl had with um, Bishop and just listing off names and that. And there's just, I've seen some of the television places, sh- shows just like there's just the notions of them. And, you know, I think sometimes people might think, well, you know, we're this many weeks on now and, you know, uh, has the world gone quiet on it? And th- they haven't. It's the people who are actually going to exact change seeking to bring change, seeking, seeking to look at, you know, reality and what have you. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to go there because I'm not adept at it. I don't want to say, we'll save it for another time, but I'm, I'm excited about your sister. I'm excited because your sister has, you know, all this um, training and expertise and she's actually, you know, progress as far as our church is concerned, like things are in motion and, and mm-hmm. everything overnight but stuff is happening and you know that you know that stuff is happening and we're going to get um Brian says if you know if we as a church I think our church is diverse I think we've got a heart for humanity a heart to value place value on everyone but nevertheless inherent within society within the human reality is this reality and and Brian's like you know by the grace of God we're gonna you know with God leading us and the spirit of God leading us we're going to get um on a greater front foot and like example and a leader church you know, we're a leader church in so many, so many ways, but, yeah. but, you know, we're going to just, yeah. So take heart and, you know, like, do you feel encouraged? Do you feel encouraged even like, you know, eight weeks on now, do you feel encouraged or discouraged? Uh, do things feel slow or do you think, do you, do you know that's happening? Mm. That, like people are not just like, going, Oh, wasn't that whatever now moving on? Cause that's what history's done, you know? So,
1: yeah, I think um, I feel, you know, after the range of emotions, I think my my resolve, like I, I feel like a sense of resolve to, you know, to move forward, and you know, and I I think um, Pastor Brian, Pastor Carl, um, feel feel the same way, um, and I I think I feel really encouraged because I'm seeing more than ever before. You know, and I've talked to my parents. Like they've never seen such a response globally to injustice. I'm seeing more than ever before. You know, particularly in our church, people that are convinced and convicted to bring about change in, in the way they can within their sphere. So, so I'm like, the more and more people do that, the more and more that we're going to be able to actually bring about change. And, um, and I think you know, like it, it's been, you know, a. a, a tremendously you know heavy time but it also has brought out conversations you know so some healthy conversations are happening people are sharing their pain and their hurt and and I think it's just it's hard to um because there's high profiles and you know there's the things that ha- that happen through in social media but I think when you when you truly can understand and unpack somebody else's story and feel empathy right and feel the compassion it will it will transcend I think it will transcend the length of time for this not to just be some speedy thing that we're you know trying to do, um, but I think to to bring really long lasting change to look at things that need to be uprooted to like actually review and audit things it's going to take time to do that really, really well. Um, but I see people that are more resolved, focused, dedicated than ever, and that just that really encourages me, so I do feel encouraged um, yeah
0: well, done you okay. I've got a leadership question for you. So forgive me girls. I'm going to kind of read it because I want to get it right. So again, you've just been appointed to this um, global board. You know, the truth is that, you know, governance um, at this level, godly governance at this level, it requires responsibility, stewardship, faith, longevity, loyalty. Um, it requires the marked qualities of a vision carrier, like as a church. You know, we have a vision, we have one vision and we serve it in so many different ways. It's layered deep, it's deep, it's far, it's wide. Um, it's unfolding continually. Um, you know, as a church, um, we have been built on unity. As a church, we have been, um, we're, we've been built on like um, a spirit of Christ-likeness and servanthood, Christ-servanthood, servant- um, obviously. We're a church that, um, we all know this, that exists to champion the body of Christ that in turn can rise up and then hopefully by the grace of God serve humanity. Mm. So people see could see or people do see um, an appointment like this, to Lou as an opportunity to sit at the table. And that's true. It's fantastic, needful, right, and perfect. But you know, it's a very precious table. It is a precious table because we're talking about the kingdom of God here. And um, so if you can, if you can articulate it, what does this appointment um, mean for you personally? Mm. And what does unity mean to you? Because we're in a bit of a crazy culture and, you know, Brian's been talking about unity and the devil knows, you know, the enemy knows how, he knows how to be divisive. So, what does the appointment mean for you personally? And um, again, how do you feel about unity? I mean, mm. I'll yes to unity, but it's important at a table like this.
1: Hm. Yeah. Um, I
0: feel and I haven't
1: even been able to fully process it. I feel tremendously, tremendously honored. And, you know, I have to thank Pastor Brian, you know, for inviting me to, you know, this new table. Um and I've always, you know, since since Brett and I walked um, you know, to that apartment in two thousand ten, like we just you know, there wasn't, there was food, you know, Brita, Jess were there. You know, it was very, it was very simple. But we just kind of said, hey, whatever we have, we're going to, we're going to put it forward to this, you know. So for me here, um, I, I'd be honest, you know, I, I started out in in that apartment, like my first thing at contribution and, and, and serving at Hillsong was I had managed the sign up sheet, you know, so new people came in and, you know, I just made sure that their details and phone number, you know, was, was, was there, you know. Um, and it's, it's changed, you know, like the, t- the table that I'm sitting at, um, has, has changed. Um, but, you know, still an honor to, cause I think, I think a table is really, it gives you, provides you a spot to contribute into, into the work, you know, that, that's happening. Um, and I, I think like in the past I've been really, um, almost feeling, you just feel like, oh man, I don't know whether. I can sit there. I don't know whether you know, like when I stepped into my role, you know, when Carl and Laura and uh, Joel asked me to step in this role six years ago, I just kind of felt like, oh, I can't do that. Like my first thought is, I actually I can't do that. Um, and I think more and more, God has just taught me that in His faithfulness, He He really truly orders our steps, and He truly equips you for each table that He's going to ask you to sit at. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, so I, I love like I've been reading the story of uh, David. And I read it this year just with just, just, just different eyes. Because I, you know, he's, you know, Goliath and David, that, that's about to happen. And everybody's going, man, this guy is just, he's incredibly, he, this is a giant. Like, who's, who's going to go and try to, you know, kill this guy? Who's going to do that? And he says something along the lines, I'm going to butcher it. But he says, <laughs> you know, I have I've, I've defeated lions and bears. And this Philistine is going to go down just like, like, like those lions and bears. Um, and I think that sometimes the way we have to approach when God appoints us to something new that looks daunting, that looks new. We have to believe that he has trained our hands. And you know, so through my experiences, my skills, my resources, I have something to contribute at the table. And I think you have to come with that humbly, but also confidently. And I love that, like in that passage, they're talking about David, they say he runs straight into that battle. He runs toward it like just in confidence because yeah. uh, it was God's battle ultimately um so i feel the honor of it i feel the humility of it but i also think i need to step forward with it in godly confidence that he has prepared me for such a time as this um to contribute um at the table to contribute something that will help um take our church forward like in, in the best way
0: beautiful i love that i love that and you know i just want to say it because you know i get i know that i'm interviewing with you chatting with you to but you know, I have, a, I have a responsibility to pastor, but you know, when I was formatting these questions and especially in this, you know, I was reminded of, you know, how Jesus said that no kingdom, um, you know, divided against it st- itself is going to stand. No kingdom mm-hmm. itself will stand. And so I looked it up and in Mark, it mentions it in Mark and in Matthew and it says uh, in Mark, it says no kingdom can endure if it is divided against itself. And a splintered household will not be able to stand for it is divided. And Matthew, it says, any kingdom that fights against itself will end up in ruins. Any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. And the reason I'm, I'm echoing that is because I really do believe that unity goes forward, you know, in a culture that is very agenda-driven these days. It's like if you don't if you don't align with my way of thinking, you are cut off. You are like, it's like, it's a harsh culture that is actually mm developing out there because i think it's i think there's an enemy at play as well the enemy yes. is to divide he knows how to divide he had the capacity to actually divide heaven he divided heaven by a third he seduced a third of the angels away from the things of god and so i think going forward in the kingdom i'm preaching now but going forward in the kingdom of god that unity has to be our mark and i know that's something that brian has you know he's been so it into our church he's been reminding our church when when um, on this you know I guess the racial note when things flared, and we were okay. With that like we've passed it for years. We understand people's reactions, our own reactions, whatever. He was like, "Hey guys, we have just got to like remain united." He actually said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pastor a church that is not united." Mm. But that's a journey. That's a, that's actually a glorious journey of discovery. Yes. But it's actually important, and you know that verse. You know, I'm just talking to anyone who's listening on right now. You know, that verse applies to the human heart. If our human heart is divided, if we've got, you know, one foot in, in so to speak, the world and one in the kingdom of God and we're, you know, um, vacillating, your heart's divided. It's not going to end well for you, according to this verse. So decide your convictions. It applies to marriage. Any marriage divided against itself, you know, so we need to guard our marriages, the unity, and work on that. It, You know, it applies to a church, a community, a city, a nation. And we see these nations. The nations contending—I talked about that last week. The nations roar, they're mm. in uproar. But you know what? We've got—we've got a light to shine in Jesus' name. And you know, I wrote yeah. down. I think, all oh God, I'm not saying this at you to, to at you to leave. No, I'm with you. you know, like I I'm
1: have, with you. I'm saying
0: that you know I believe that godly governance, and it's a responsibility. It comes with, it it requires robust conversations. Um, that are built on wisdom and perspective and timing, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, God is the master of time. Sometimes we think things need to happen, like, overnight or last night, but God is the master of that. And I think godly governance, is it's essential that the Holy Spirit is at the table. Yeah. I know that you're going to bring the Holy Spirit, and I know the men and women of God in governance in our church, you know, in leadership, they have the Holy Spirit. So, Yeah. yeah. You're an. We're actually running out of time. I want to give you time to share some of the things that God's been talking to you about. But, like, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think that's been that's been like a word on my on my spirit as well is unity, Um, because I I know that wherever we're going, we have to go together. Like, we absolutely have to go together, and I think that's why you know the, the heart is really really important. And you know, I've been praying it. Talking our staff, we've been talking about that, praying it for our staff, praying it for for everyone in our church that God would keep our hearts really soft and 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 pure, um, because at any time, you know, resentment, any, anything like that, um, all of a sudden, what comes out of my mouth, like just by a turn of a phrase, I could say something that divides, just very quickly, like that. Um, and I and I think there's a real, because I think there's an opportunity here for the church to really take ground and 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 go forward but God commands a blessing and unity. And if we're not unified, it's, it's going to complete the work just isn't going to go there. So there, there's there's a fight. I think there's a fight to stay in love with God's people, which starts with our heart to stay united and join with them. I think there's there's a you know there's like there's a humility of it because we're we're almost running um, the same race and sometimes you you have to you have to go back and get your brother so you can go and cross the finish line at the same same point. You know for this like we just we have to go together. We absolutely have to go together. And it's just it's so easy to start with good intentions on something and all of a sudden you're on your own agenda like on a team on on anything so we just there's there's a continual heart work there's a continual check of actions there's a continual hey why why am i doing that why did that bother me maybe i I need to recalibrate on something um and stay in love with with his bride with his people um so that we can go together so I, i think unity it's it's absolutely the word i think we. We should be praying you know in the spirit for it, doing um it's hard work sometimes you know in, in a marriage like to keep keep together you do the work to stay united um and even harder i think for the body of christ we have to do the work and stand together so that we can go together where we're going we have to go to together united
0: that is a strong word that is yeah. a strong word from you today all right amen we're running out of time that's clue. we're running out of time all right fun questions favorite Eating spot in New York, quickly. Um, probably Restoration
1: Hardware. We went there. Yes. On the Yep, Laura Lance knows, hey. Carla knows, yep. Femi knows. Anyway, yeah, great place. Is it still open? They just opened, and they're serving food outside right now and on their you know beautiful rooftop.
0: Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite spots. You said, favorite color to wear?
1: Um, pro- realistically, black, but <laughs> also yellow. I love yellow.
0: I like yellow too. Amen.
1: Yeah, my favorite, color.
0: favorite, you have to be fast. Favorite thing that you love about Laura Lenz.
1: Laura Lenz. one of the most secure people I've ever met and one of the most disarming people I've ever met and authentic. So it, it just makes you just let your guard down and just be just with her. She champions people. I know that's a lot. I just love, I love her. Love her. Thing about Pastor Carl. Carl Lentz, man after God's heart. Um, phenomenal leader in that he can look at all the, how everything is, get everybody's advice and go, hey, you know what, I think we actually need to take a left turn here. And I think instinctively, like he's just Holy Spirit led as a leader. And he's always seen more in me than I've seen for myself. Like just incredible since the very beginning.
0: That's beautiful. Love that. Love those two. Um, Favorite thing you love about the Big Eagle?
1: The Big Eagle? (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I love his voice. I don't know. I I just, I, I... I love how he champions and makes makes carrying one of the biggest and hardest jobs in the world. He does it with such grace and ease, um, but is so dedicated to being led by the spirit. To like and has kept it to the basics to lead this, um, and that he's really funny. Like so, you just kind of feel like you know again, like you can just kind of let your guard down and just hang out with him, even though he has this very big, 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 big job.
0: Yeah, I love his voice too. He's kind of yeah. got a radio voice you know, yeah I like I like his, voice. I like his funny. voice he is funny he's hilarious to live with okay quickly favorite do you have a favorite memory from color favorite, favorite memory
1: from color maybe when I had the big hair and we have those things I, I can't remember what it was Cass will probably remember and we had to fit it like on the head and that was just like really really funny for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why that's what came to my mind it's a, sh- a shower cap. <laughs> and you're going, put it on. No, you know, no. Yeah. Seriously, all the women in L.A. and New York, less New York, but more L.A., because it was new days, they were like, oh, I'm not going to put it on my hair and ruin my hair. And I'm, like, screaming at them, put it on, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we live to do more colors. All yes. right. So what? It's 5.58, so it's... Going nearly an hour. One, you've you've actually shared gems of gold right through. Um, just you talked about keeping your heart soft, maybe in giants. Is it just one other thing that you just like to speak over the girls, just real quick, and then we we'll, and then we'll I'll get you to pray for them.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think this year for me, and we we alluded to it before. Um, it, it was weird because everything just got canceled out of just nowhere, you know. So we had trips planned, every everything. And I, I remember Laura started the year, she encouraged us to read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, um, which I just read last month. And I just I felt like this year, like, through all these terrible things that happened, but I think God, for me, he's called me to pause and evaluate just mm-hmm. how I'm doing my rhythms. Um, and I think this this year, it's just it's really challenged, you know, Brett and I to just think about how how we're living. And everything was just so fast and not on pause and with no margin and with with all of these and just going back to the basics of the faith. Um, so, I, so I just encourage everyone. Like, that book is just phenomenal. I think, I think God has rest and ease for us in this season and a new way to live, a healthier, more sustainable way to live. Um, so I just encourage everyone to do that. So we've, we've just been challenged by that. And made changes just how we're living, how we're eating, how we're scheduling everything and we find i think we find like a new kind of grace of god when we when we do that and create rhythm and space for him to breathe more into what we're doing so that that would be my eliminate hurry
0: i receive that beautiful say the name of the book again
1: the ruthless elimination of hurry
0: okay oh the ruthless elimination of hurry fantastic yes. I'm gonna get that all right talu would you just pray quickly for the girls yes would, thank you father we love you
1: Um, And we thank you so much that you continue to be good and continue to be faithful. God, I pray for every single person, Lord, in this conversation here. I pray for the the prayers, Lord Father, that are there internal. God, may you begin to answer them. May you bring boldness, encouragement. May you bring answers to people that are asking for them, healing for people that are believing for it. God, we just pray, Lord, that you just would um, do something incredible, Lord, with the rest of this week for everyone that's hearing this prayer. Um, In Jesus' name, we pray for our church. We pray for unity. God, continue to lead us, continue to guide us, continue to speak to us. Lord Father, order every single one of our steps. God, and help us take ground, new ground, Lord Father, together um, on the brink of this new horizon. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. on a new horizon. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you for being with us today. It's been our pleasure, our honor, and um, really pray that there was gold in there. And, uh, you know, someone needs to hear this. Flick it to them, okay? And so we're going to have a great weekend. And um, we'll be seeing you shortly, all right? Be kind to one another. Bye, Tulu. I love you so Bye. I love you. Talk to you later. Catch you on FaceTime. Love you, everyone. Love Peace you, Coast. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.